Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Mary, Queen of Peace Parish, as we celebrate the Epiphany of the Lord. A special welcome is extended to those who are visiting with us today and to anyone returning home to our parish community. You are always welcome here. Eucharistic Adoration will be held this Sunday evening at, here at St. Mary of the Mount Church. Our series on the Eucharist begins this Sunday. See today's bulletin for additional information. Also in this week's bulletin, you will find information on the parish's Lenten fish fry. Assisting us today as our electors are Tess Ketty and Madonna Smith. Our altar server is Conrad Butler. I am your cantor, Christine Jordanoff, and our organist is Bill Brinzer. Our celebrant is Father Michael Stumpf. Let us all now stand, if you are able, for the entrance procession and join with each other in singing our opening hymn, We Three Kings, verses 1 and 5. Of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. And with your spirit. And one last time, Merry Christmas, everyone. This is the closing weekend of our Christmas season. Although most of the trees are already on the curb, we are celebrating today the Feast of the Epiphany. And because of the way the weekends have fallen this year, this really is the conclusion. The baptism of the Lord is the official conclusion, and that's actually tomorrow within the liturgical season this year. As we gather, though, of course, we know we've celebrated the very presence of the one who is named Emmanuel, God with us. In order to open up our hearts to that presence and let that presence settle more fully into our hearts and in our lives to last this year, we ask God's mercy.
Almighty God, have mercy on us, forgive us of our sin, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen.
gathering our prayers together. Let us pray. May the splendor of your majesty, Lord, we pray, shed its light upon our hearts that we may pass through the shadows of this world and reach the brightness of our eternal home. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. On this weekend of the celebration of Epiphany, where we believe that God is revealed to all nations, we hear the prophecy of Isaiah, one final prophecy during this Easter time uh, from Isaiah, and it's at the end chapters of Isaiah as they're returning back to Jerusalem after exile, and it's to look about and to see not only themselves coming back and their kin coming back, but actually all peoples and nations coming to the light of God. And that prophecy, we believe, actually is quoted as being fulfilled in the gospel passage we'll hear from Matthew. And once again, being revealed to the nations, Paul, in the letter to the Ephesians, talks about how the grace that has not been revealed in the past is now given and revealed in the present, that the Gentiles are co-heirs. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Rise up in splendor, Jerusalem. Your light has come. The glory of the Lord shines upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick clouds cover the peoples. But upon you the Lord shines, and over you appears his glory. Nation shall walk by your light, and kings by your shining radiance. Raise your eyes and look about. They all gather and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters in the arms of their nurses. Then you shall be radiant at what you see. Your heart shall throb and overflow, for the riches of the sea shall be emptied out before you. The wealth of nations shall be brought to you. Caravans of camels shall fill you, dromedaries from Midian and Ephah, all from Sheba shall come, bearing gold and frankincense and proclaiming the praises of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Our responsorial psalm may be found at number 1011 in your blue hymnal.
St. Paul to the Ephesian. Brothers and sisters, you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for your benefit, namely, that the mystery was made known to me by revelation. It was not made known to people in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body, and co-partners in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. The word of the Lord, thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn King of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising, 
and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He said, he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now that the Christmas season is coming to a close, we will put away uh, our songs, our albums, our CDs, our uh, digital players, and the music selections that are on them, right? And so we're, we're not going to hear too many of those Christmas songs, although I have known people who, in the middle of summer, will play Christmas songs. That's just a little too much incarnation for me, you know? But... Uh, so, uh, again, hearing all the Christmas songs that were played on the radio for months ahead of time, it feels, right? Uh, some of them stopped right after Christmas, but most of us have been playing them at least during this season. One of the things that uh, we did one time when we were gathering together as a staff, and this was a staff before we came a merged parish, this was uh, the staff from the St. Mary of the Mount after St. Justin's and St. Mary of the Mount had come together. We were having our staff Christmas gathering and party, and one of the persons went around the room and asked everyone what was their favorite Christmas song and their favorite artist, right? And I don't remember everyone's, but I remember Father Walt Risen's, right? Father Walt, the former pastor of St. Justin's, we merged together. He was the parochial vicar in the communities here for a number of years before retiring to Florida. Don't you just feel a little bit warmer when I say that, Florida, right? Um, but I remember Father Walt's Christmas song because it struck me as odd. And it was, do you see what I see? 
And I believe his favorite artist who sang it was Bing Crosby. I could be wrong about the artist, but I remember specifically. He said, my favorite song is, is it see or hear? Do you hear? Do you see, do you see what I see? That's the name of the song, right? Do you see what I see? Right? And, and, and so, I, again, I never really liked that song. I'm like, well, that's kind of odd for the wall. For some reason, I was thinking of Father Walt this past week, and I pulled out that song and listened to that song. And I got a new development for an appreciation for that song. Uh, Do you see what I see? Because what happens in the movement of that Christmas song is it's this movement from creation and simple and ordinary to what's larger and bigger and more kingdom-oriented and extraordinary. Because the song starts as the verses progress, do you see what I see, said the wind and the star to the shepherd, right? Oh, excuse me, to the lamb, right? And then the lamb says to the shepherd, and then the shepherd says to the king, and then the king says, listen, people, that there will be peace, right? And so it's this beautiful kind of progression from that which is simple and ordinary and experienced within the natural order of things to to that which is extraordinary in the midst of God's kingdom. Do you see what I see? Do you hear what I hear? Do you know what I know? And then listen, everyone, listen. Beautiful progression in the song. So Father Walt, if you join this on live stream, I appreciate it all the more. You're gonna have to tell me which the artist was, right? Every once in a while he'll say, I watched you on live stream and I'll give some comments on my homily, right? Some of them are good. Do you hear, do you see, do you know, listen? You know, as we're closing the Christmas season and now celebrating Epiphany, which is really a word about manifestation or appearance or experience of the very presence of the God of all coming among us as God's people and what we call in the mystery of Emmanuel, God with us. As we're celebrating this kind of final uh, Christmas celebration and celebrating Epiphany, I'm more keenly aware that probably our spiritual awareness and our spiritual literacy within our culture, our time, and our place seems to be becoming less and less. And I'm not so sure exactly what all the reasons for that is, but in the midst of so much and so rapid communication within the areas of social media and the culture of ours that seems to be going more and more towards that which is secular and specifically and exclusively scientific, I feel that that our spiritual awareness and literacy is becoming less and less. And I feel in some ways that we're less able or less attuned to see, to hear, to know, and then to speak and to listen the profound mystery that we celebrate in the incarnation. But let's hear for a moment what uh, Matthew's gospel and the Magi have to say about seeing and hearing and knowing and sharing. 
So remember Matthew's gospel. What we just heard is where we hear and encounter the Magi. Remember there's only two narratives, infancy narratives in the gospels. One's in Luke, one's in Matthew. Remember in Matthew's gospel, we don't have anything of what is in Luke. Uh, well, I don't say anything. <laughs> we, we still have Jesus being born, right? We still have the incarnation. But we don't have angels appearing in the fields. We do not have shepherds. We do not have Mary and Joseph looking for a place to, to give birth and going to the uh, actual the um, stable, right? And uh, Jesus being born in a manger. We don't have the shepherds encountering Jesus in the manger. And, and the angels singing glory to God in the highest. We have none of that in Matthew's gospel. In Matthew's infancy narrative, once again, all that we have is this long and extensive genealogy that talks, it puts Jesus in the context of a time, a history, and a family, that the family of David and the genealogy and line of David. We have him being born, it says simply, he was born in Bethlehem of Judea. Then we have the Magi that come from afar, and Herod and his disturbance, and then after this, there's actually the slaughter of innocents, and then the fleeing to Egypt, which we're not gonna hear in this Christmas season. But that's all, that's all there is in Matthew, Emmanuel. Uh, it's from the perspective of Joseph in Matthew's gospel. We do have an angel appearing to Joseph in a dream, saying, take Mary into your home. He does so, gives birth, Bethlehem of Judea, and then we have the Magi coming. So, um, and Emmanuel, God with us, that name in Matthew's gospel, that prophecy fulfilled in Matthew's gospel. But that's the only thing we have in Matthew's gospel. And so what are we learning then from about or about the incarnation and the mystery of the incarnation from Matthew's gospel? Interestingly enough, Matthew's gospel is known to be the most Jewish of the Gospels. It was probably written to the most Jewish of Christian audiences, which is fascinating because what we have in Matthew's Gospel at the very beginning in the infancy narratives is not Jesus being revealed to the Jews, but Jesus being revealed to foreigners, to Gentiles, and not just Gentiles, but Gentile astrologers pagans, right? And so, and they travel thousands of miles, it seems, to come seeking out this newborn king of the Jews when you have Herod, who is of Jewish origin and is a Jewish king and leader, who doesn't seek the child except for being threatened by and will not go follow the prophecy that is shared as they bring it forth, you know, as the, he consults all of the, the leaders or the official what wisdom figures around him in his kingdom and his court you know, it's in Bethlehem of Judea. That's just several miles down the street, but he won't go. And so it's fascinating that in the most Jewish Christian of Gospels, we have not the Jews encountering Jesus, but foreigners, Gentiles, pagans. And here's how they encounter. First of all, they seek truth wherever it will be found. For them, it started out with the revelation of a star. They seek truth wherever it would be found. And then secondly, not only do they seek the truth that they know 
and are looking for in astrology, but then they're even open to this new religion, this Jewish religion that they don't seem to know a whole lot about, except that there's a newborn king in the Jewish kingdom. And so they actually listen to the scriptures that are not theirs, that they have no familiarity of. And it says that he'll be born in Bethlehem of Judea. And then after that, they see the star and it's rising a little bit more. And it leads them to the encounter of a very simple, humble encounter. And notice in Matthew's gospel, it's in a home and it's the child with Mary. That's it. And in that encounter of that humble woman and child, in a home, they lay forth their gifts and do him homage. Wow, that is spiritual awareness and literacy. Seeking God wherever truth can be found, seeking it even in other religions that are not their own, right? Uh, being moved by the universe, if you will, and then encountering that which is simple and ordinary and probably quite humble, Mary and a child, a mother and child, and realizing the king that is before them. That's spiritual literacy. All during this season, uh, Advent and Christmas, what we've been trying to experience more fully is the presence and the awareness of the kingdom of God among us. All during the Advent and the Christmas season, we've heard prophecies and the whole purpose of those prophecies and those both criticism and energizing that have happened and the tension that was both held or named by the prophets in uh, speaking of all the highs and lows of the experience of the world around them in speaking in the sense of God's passion and pathos in its human encounter and God's deep relationship with humanity, all of those prophecies and all that speaking of prophecies was to make us more attuned and aware, to be able to see, to be able to hear, and to be able to know. During the Christmas celebration in the Christmas season, God's presence with us as Emmanuel in both comfort and strength, especially to comfort us to face the things that sometimes are difficult in our lives. And in the experience of the counter of New Year's and Mary, the very mother of God, who wasn't always possibly clear on everything that was happening and going on around her, but was aware and pondered and reflected upon things in her heart. All of this Advent and this Christmas season is, it was to try to help us in some way a bit more fully in our lives, in our hearts, in our relationships, in our world, in these crazy systems that are around us, and even the beauty and the craziness of our very church and this community that gathers. To be more spiritually aware and literate of God's presence in truth wherever it can be found, in encounters and experiences and relationships and things that may at first seem to be anything extraordinary, but may be ordinary and simple. 
like the Magi, can we see the Savior among us? Do you hear what I hear? Do you see what I see? Do you know what I know? Listen, people everywhere. Trusting the presence of God, we as God's people stand and profess one faith. I believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made for us men, for our salvation. He came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds in the Father and the Son who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We have a God who is with us as God's people, to him we bring these needs and petitions. And our response is, fill us with your presence, Emmanuel, that the church may be a place of welcome for all who seek the living God, we pray. Fill, fill us, us with, with your, your presence, presence Emmanuel. Emmanuel. In the words of Pope Francis, Mary, Queen of Peace, comfort the martyred Ukrainian people and obtain from the heads of nations the strength of will to immediately bring the war to an end, we pray. Fill, Fill us, us with, with your, your presence, presence Emmanuel. Emmanuel. For everyone in our parish celebrating weddings, baptisms, anniversaries, and birthdays this month, we pray. Fill, Fill us, us with, with your, your presence, presence Emmanuel. Emmanuel. For all those on our prayer request list in the bulletin, that their pain and suffering be eased by our prayers, we pray. Fill, Fill us, us with, with your, your presence, presence Emmanuel. We go forth in union with Pope Francis's intention for the month of January for educators, that they may be credible witnesses teaching fraternity rather than competition, and that they may help the youngest and most vulnerable above all, we pray. Fill us with your presence, Emmanuel. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Barbara Klawinski, Carol Maggio, Janet Noli, and Richard Sudi, may they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. Fill us with your presence, Emmanuel. 
We remember today Albert Ferrieri and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts. We pray, fill us, us with, with your presence, presence Emmanuel. And calling on the loving intercession of our patron and mother, we pray, Hail Mary, full of, full of grace, grace, the Lord, the Lord is, is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary, Queen of Peace, pray for us. Our song for the presentation of the gifts is number 462, Epiphany Carol. Christ in one another, we offer gifts and lives. Pray, sisters and brothers, my sacrifice and yours will be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all this holy church. Look with favor, Lord, we pray, on these gifts of your church which we offer, not gold, frankincense, or myrrh, but he who is by them proclaimed, sacrificed, and received, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just. It is our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. 
For today, you have revealed the mystery of our salvation in Christ as light for all nations. When he appeared in our mortal nature, he made us new by the glory of his immortal nature. And so, with all of the angels and saints, thrones, dominions, with hosts and powers of heaven, we sing a hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim. holy indeed, O God, to be glorified, for you love the human race and you always walk with us this journey of life. Blessed indeed is your Son, who is present in our midst as we're gathered by his love, as once he did for his disciples and so now for us. He opens the scriptures and breaks the bread. Therefore, Father most merciful, send forth your Holy Spirit, sanctify these gifts of bread and wine, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. The day he was to suffer on the night of the Last Supper, he took bread. He said the blessing, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, take this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, once more giving thanks, gave it to his disciples, saying, take this, all of you, and drink from it. This is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Save us, save us, Savior of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, Holy Father, we celebrate the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Savior, whom you led through his passion and death on the cross to the glory of the resurrection and whom you've seated at your right hand. We proclaim the work of your love until he comes again, and we offer you the bread of life, chalice of blessing. Look with favor on this oblation of your church, which we show forth the paschal sacrifice of Christ that has been handed on to us. And by the power of the spirit of your love, 
may we be counted now and for all eternity among the members of your Son in whose body and blood we have communion. So having called us, Lord, to your table, confirm us in unity, together with Francis, our Pope, David, our Bishop, with all the clergy and your entire people, that we will walk always with faith and hope and strive to bring your joy and trust to the world. Remember all of our sisters and brothers who have fallen asleep in the peace of Christ and all the dead whose faith you alone have known. Admit them to rejoice in the light of your face and in the resurrection give them fullness of life. Grant also to us that when our earthly pilgrimage is done, we will come to the eternal dwelling to live with you forever in communion with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Saint Joseph, her blessed spouse, the apostles, the martyrs, and with all your saints, we shall praise and exalt you through Jesus Christ, your Son. Through him and with him and in him, O God, almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Trusting the presence of the kingdom and in its fullness to come at the Savior's command formed by divine teaching, we dare to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from all evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be free from sin, safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom and the power and the glory are yours now. Lord, you said to your apostles and to us, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sin, but on the faith of your church. Grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, for you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. We share with each other a sign of Christ's peace. you 
see, hear, know. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word in my For those celebrating with us virtually, we offer an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you are already there, and I unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. for communion is number 446, O Little Town of Bethlehem.
in addition to the announcements, uh, just to also a reminder, it is a tradition to bless homes during the Christmas season and the Epiphany season. And if you did not do so already, there should be bags with chalk, blessed chalk, and a prayer that you can take home and gather with whomever is your loved ones in your family and your home and do a blessing of home. Again, reminding that uh, we as a community pray and invite. Our homes are supposed to be places of encounter, encountering the Lord and also uh, missionary outreaches, if you will, to those who have need. And so to welcome uh, others to encounter the Lord as well. So please take that chalk with you. Um, and remember, you put the year 2023 and then CMB, Casper Malthiar, Casper Malkiar, Balthazar, or Christum Christus Benedictus Mansium, which is terrible Latin for Christ bless this home. All right. And also, before we conclude, um, this isn't, uh, we have a tradition here that in order to do a community, continue to do community building, that we celebrate birthdays, anniversaries, other celebrations, other family and communal celebrations. And so before we conclude, knowing this isn't the first weekend of the month or the first Sunday of the month, because that was New Year's Day, right, which we didn't do this, who in the community during the month of January has birthdays, anniversaries, baptisms, uh, weddings, celebrations? First of all, any New Year's babies? New Year's babies? All right, I had to start with that one. Okay, birthdays, anniversaries, who? Name, celebration, and you don't have to tell me how old you are. All, all the way in the back. Debbie has a birthday. Debbie Peering has a birthday. Who else? No other celebrations in January, really? Stephen, do you have one? There's a birthday in the family. I think I'm missing this. Who does? Uh, oh, Mamika, uh, someone who helps Stephen out, has a, has a birthday tomorrow. Okay. Anybody else? Birthdays, celebrations, anniversaries. Wow. Debbie, you get our round of applause. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Together as God's people, let us stand and let us pray. Renewed by the sacred nourishment, we implore your mercy, O Lord that the star of your justice may shine always bright in our minds and that our true treasure may ever consist of our confession of you through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May the blessings of Almighty God be upon you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Our closing hymn is number 424, Hark the Herald Angels Sing.